0: If you have ever wondered what life would be like if you could quit your job and create your very own photography, or video production business, then you're in the right place. This is Reinvention Studio Lab, and you're about to get plugged in with Scott Markowitz, the founder of Ryan and Scott Media, and your guide to starting your very own creative services business. So, lock in your earbuds, breathe in some positivity, and step into the lab, where you're free to experiment with reinventing yourself, however you want. My beautiful photography fiends out there, this is Scott Markwitz with Ryan and Scott Media, and uh, yes, this is the Reinvention Studio Lab podcast where we help creatives who are stuck in corporate or some kind of job that they're just not super happy with, and uh, we help them move into owning their own studio and running their own business. So whether they they want to start a photography and video business or a, perhaps a motion design business, or perhaps they want to start some kind of uh, other creative services business. This is the place. We're going to be talking about mindset today. We're talking about the things that could potentially make the difference between a successful person and a person who is not successful, and the different kinds of thinking that go on in between their ears to make that so, right? So, um... Let's talk about that. It's uh, one of those uh, squishy topics that you know, like some people get turned off immediately when you talk about mindset and and uh, things relating to psychology and the brain. And what do we uh, what do we mean by mindset? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about two very important different comparisons. Okay, there's uh, there's fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And there's competitive mindset versus creative mindset. And uh, just a little bit of background first, real quick. Uh, so I, I've had a successful career in TV and film for nearly 25 years, and uh, I was working for uh, various companies. I've done work for CNN. I've I worked for Alchemy X, which is a huge integrated media company uh, and on the East Coast, and uh, I've helped develop TV shows for Food Network, and I've uh, I've done a lot of different things. And so like at one point when, when I thought, you know, there was just nowhere else I could go. My skill set was complete. You know, I was like as good as I was going to ever get as being an editor and, you know, doing video production. I thought, you know what? I'm going to start my own video company. I'm sick of working for, for somebody else. I want to do this for myself. And I struck out on my own, but I, I, I failed. That business did not do so good to say the least and so um you know years later this was back in i believe that was like 2016 i don't know i have to go back and look but um i'm not good with dates you'll that's one thing you learn about me is that like time uh like if it's not on if it's not playing in front of my eyes on a tv screen i have no track of time uh but like if if I'm watching a video, I can tell you like almost to the second like how long that was that we just watched. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it was back in 2016 or so. no, it was before that, 2014, let's say 2014. I, I struck out on my own, I quit my job at Alchemy, I started my own company, and, um, yeah, did not do so good with that. And then uh, I went back to work for an advertising company you know i kind of fell back into my comfort zone and i did post production for them i was their director of post production for the advertising agency and i stuck to you know editing and and finishing and polishing videos and that's you know a, a skill set that i have developed uh, to to a very fine point over the years and i was very comfortable doing that but over some time I kind of came to realize why that business failed and it was actually um, one of the clients at that agency they would come in and every time I had any kind of interaction with them they would mention this particular book they would reference it all the time constantly it was it was a book called mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck PhD that's D W E C K Dr Carol Dweck PhD and the book is entitled Mindset she's a she's a psychologist and she talks about the difference between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset now this particular client would mention it all the time and you know it was it was the reason for his success it was you know like the main thing he wanted all of his employees to understand and you know so that they could be successful in their in their jobs and everything and he just mentioned it all the time. It got to the point where it was annoying. Okay, so Mindset by Carol Dweck. That really opened up my eyes. I was uh that was one of the, the things that really helped me understand why my business failed. So what is fixed versus growth mindset? Fixed mindset says that all of your skills, all of your talents, all the things that you identify as you were basically things that you were born with, okay? Your abilities, your skills, even, you know, your, um, your, your placement in society even. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't even try. Woe is me. I'm stuck where I am currently. That's the fixed mindset, uh, and then the growth mindset is really recognizing that this is where I am currently, but there's always room for improvement. I can, I can attain new skills. I can, you know, learn new skills. Um, I can improve on the skills that I already have. The growth mindset is always uh, recognizing that there's a place that I'm coming from currently but that does not mean that the future is fixed, right? It's, uh, so it's, you know, it's not a fixed mindset. The future is not something that has already been etched in stone for me. I can do something about it. So that's the growth mindset. And you see that a lot um, you know, in, in, in kids at school. You can kind of predict who's going to have a good time at school and who's going to have a rough time at school by which kids exhibit this fixed mindset like oh i'm not good at math i'm not even going to try or oh i'm really good at art like that was me when i was a kid like the adults around me would always tell me how great i was at drawing and how realistic my drawings were and so like i really developed that and it's interesting cuz like as a as a child i really did exhibit that growth kind of mindset you know like i was i was talented in art but i wasn't Fantastic, but I was definitely interested in learning new skills when I was really young. I had trouble with uh with my weight. My father owned a diner and you know he came from the my father actually grew up uh, like right after the depression and like he he grew up with this uh kind of scarcity thing going on and uh, for him, it was a big deal that he was able to provide food for me whenever I wanted, so like that was how My parents actually showed love was um, like, oh, here's a milkshake. We love you. (laughs) Here's a, oh man, here's a cheeseburger, you know, with grilled onions on it. That's delicious. We love you. Um, You know, so like as a child, I was, I was, I struggled with weight and, um, and like the kids made fun of me and like, there was definitely like, even though academically I saw that I could grow and do whatever I really put my mind to. As far as my physical appearance and my physicality, I did believe in a lot of ways that my fellow students were right in the, you know that I was I was fat, always going to be fat, and that's you know just who I was. Nothing I could do about it. So um, that really resonated with me. Like when I when I started reading that book, and I was like, oh, you know what? I did that in my business. Like I really kind of wanted to lean too much on the abilities that I already had. And I was thinking, Oh man, like I'm really good at video production. I'm really awesome at, at editing. And once people, uh, see that once, you know, once a client recognizes how good I am, they're just going to want to give me money. That's pretty much like how I thought my business was going to work. And it sounds kind of silly now, but that really kind of was like the way I thought. So, Lo and behold, growth mindset is something that uh, definitely you should be working towards as opposed to clinging on to a fixed mindset. And, um, you know, if, if I were to have embraced that growth mindset, I would have been able to say, okay, I currently am terrible at bookkeeping. I'm currently terrible at accounting. I would have leaned into how do i get better um actually you know like if i was if i was able to uh to embrace that growth mindset at that time i could have probably turned things around i could have like followed my income versus my expenditures much better and i would have figured out like oh i need to stop spending here and i need to like really concentrate on on doing better with my pricing and making things uh, you know like profitable you know i would have understood or i could have figured out profit margins and all those you know things that i just was a I was so afraid of at that time that i didn't even want to investigate them and that ultimately led to the the business collapsing um i think you got it right so that's um that's one of those two mindsets I wanted to talk about today. The second mindset I want to talk about today is the competitive mindset versus the creative mindset. And this is another thing that really contributed greatly to to my to to me not being able to succeed, right? Because the competitive mindset states that there's a finite number of resources in the world, and there's a finite amount of money, there's a finite amount of Uh, Clients, there's a finite, you name it, there's a finite amount of it. So the competitive mindset, if you can imagine like the world was uh, comprised of a giant strawberry rhubarb pie, the creative mindset says, well, you've got to go carve out your slice and take it before anybody else does. Because once it's gone, there is not ever going to be any more pie left. Uh, Now, this is just simply not true. The world is not a giant rhubarb pie. It's not. And the alternative to this is adapting a creative mindset. The creative mindset says, I have limited resources, but there's always more. Uh, there's limited value in the world, but more is constantly being created. Right? So the creative mindset is approaching things from how much value can I contribute to the world? And also the creative mindset recognizes that we're all connected because value cannot be um, really appreciated in the world unless there's somebody on the other side of the equation to accept the value. Does that make sense? I can't, you know, there's, there's, um, there's always a constant exchange of value. So it's not just, you know, I have to take it from you or it's not just that person is, is going to take it unless I take it first. The creative mindset recognizes that I can impart some value for my client, and my client, in return, is going to appreciate that value and give me something in value in return. There's always an exchange. There's always uh, a connection between you and the other. It's not just you alone against the world, okay? Okay. And the creative mindset, I first learned about this in uh, a book called "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, um, and later in a, a book entitled "The Science of Getting Rich" by Wallace Waddles. Uh, these books were both written at the turn of the century, they were both written um, in regard to like the great uh, industrial magnets of the time, and they they tried to explain like how You know, these uh, towers of industry built up their their wealth, their tremendous wealth. These books have a lot of value in them. Like, even though they're about 100 years old now, they do hold up. The language is a little difficult to get through because it is 100 years old, so I have to warn you about that. But uh, these are very valuable books to read. Uh, The interesting thing is, like, you know, when I started to investigate, like, what I did wrong, I started, like, trying to, to... devour information from other successful entrepreneurs and other successful uh, studio owners and stuff. And this was like, well, particularly Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Almost every single successful person that I started to investigate, almost every single one of them cited this book as like a staple of their success. So, um, you know, I have to warn you, it's difficult to get through because the concepts at first are are a little woo woo it's a little out there it's you know um like in today's terms uh it looks a lot like manifestation and you know things that uh, that you might think of when when i use that word you know kind of like mystic arts and you know he, he talks about like you know if you if you think it you know you can make it happen or you can make it real in the world but that's not really what he's saying. Like when you actually study the book and read it, there's so much more to it. It's not, it's not the secret. Um, that's a book. I don't know who wrote that, but I would not recommend the the secret. I read it and um, I think that book is uh, a lot of hoo-ha. So I w- would not recommend that. And the secret is very heavily influenced by Think and Grow Rich. But there's really so much more to uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I really do believe in the tenets within that book. I would suggest it, but he talks really strongly about the competitive mindset versus the creative mindset. And, um, the other distinction I want to talk about is that the, the competitive mindset, it's restrictive in, in the sense that like it's you against the world and it's very isolating in that sense as well. The creative mindset is, is very freeing and liberating and it, 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 is the only way to approach like your sales. Um, I don't. I don't mean that literally, because you could obviously approach your sales by, you know, adapting a stance of competitive mindset. But uh, the only thing that really works, in my experience, is is keeping that creative, open mindset. Because when you have that creative mindset, you're approaching your sales conversations from a place of, what kind of value can I bring to this person, and you have like this this appreciation for for them as a business owner and you know, you have this appreciation for what you can bring to them. And then you get like this kind of exchange of ideas uh, and people can pick up on that immediately. If you are approaching a sales meeting with a competitive mindset, I guarantee 100% of the time, the person that's across from you at the table can pick up immediately that you have like this scarcity thing happening. They can immediately, it, it like for them, it, it reads as being needy. It reads immediately like on their standpoint as, ooh, like this person really needs me to buy this. And that will creep them out every time, instantly. There's like almost no chance that you're going to get that sale because, and here's the reason why, because, people are repelled by creepy that's what creepy kind of means right (laughs) and if you're needy it's creepy and if you're needy you're probably just you know wasting your time as soon like and i've caught myself like in sales meetings i've caught myself i've had that scarcity thing creep in and like i would catch myself i'd be like oh man i just like kind of revealed that i need this sale and then i just knew like at that point you know it's going to be hard to recover from that. So just keep that in mind. Needy is creepy. Um, but creativity is easily welcomed. Creativity, you know, like it, 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 want, it draws people in to you and it makes them want to lean back into you because like if you're offering, you know, without any need for reciprocation, if you're just offering all your good stuff, all the best stuff, all your thoughts, you know, like you're real true, ideas and and um you're imbuing your value to them they're gonna want to lean back in they're gonna want to do business with you and um you're so much more likely to get their business all right i think guys i think that is enough for this week um if you have any questions about the various mindsets that we talked about hey why don't you write me an email yeah, I mean it. I'm going to respond to every single email that I get um, because at this point, I've got like three listeners. So not a problem. Uh, I don't know how much longer that will last. But for the time being, guys, um, just email me. If you have any question. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And I promise I'll get back to everybody that that reaches out to me um, in regard to this podcast. So the email address Right to is scott at reinventionstudio lab.com. I will get back to every one of those emails and I can't wait to hear what you think about the growth mindset and the creative mindset. And, oh, and before we go, here's one, I want to give you like something you can actually like take some action on, right? So like, how do you, it's one thing to talk about these mindsets. How do you actually start to, to develop a habit of utilizing them? Um, What I would like you to try to do for one week, let's say for the next seven days, before you go to bed every night, write down 10 things that you are feeling grateful about. It's going to be hard at first to come up with 10 things, but then by the seventh day, it's going to be super easy. I can't guarantee that it's going to be easier, most likely than the first day. But uh, when you get into the the, the um, thought pattern of recognizing those things that you're grateful for in the world, that opens you up to like these other kinds of mindset. It opens you up to more growth. It opens you up to more creativity. So I would ask that you give that a try. Let me know how it works out for you. Scott at ReinventionStudioLab.com is the email. I would love to hear from you. And... That is it this week, my photo fiends. You have a fantastic week, and I will catch you next time. When I worked for big companies as an employee, one of my benefits was this thing called a sick day. And boy, would I get sick, especially after leading the post-production of giant development projects for the Food Network or Discovery Channel. I remember during those periods that the company I worked for would lock us in an editing room and slide a pizza under the door once in a while for us. It was brutal, and I would almost always catch a cold or even the flu as soon as we delivered the pilot episode to the network. We lived in the Philadelphia area, and it was a guarantee that I would get sick every time we left and traveled to Virginia Beach to visit my in-laws. So when I wanted to start my own company, I was worried about sick days. I knew that I could not afford to get sick and be down for any amount of unplanned time. That's when a friend of mine introduced me to Juice Plus. It's not vitamins. You guys, Juice Plus is different fruits, vegetables, and berries, plus a blend of omega fatty acids sourced from plants, seeds, and algae. They meticulously source and freeze dry their products to ensure that you are getting the industry's best micronutrient food supplement. And Juice Plus feeds your body with the nutrition that it needs to combat free radicals and help your body's immune system perform at its best. Other than the mild case of COVID, I have not gotten sick since using Juice Plus. Not once. And that's for over three years now. And that has definitely helped me build a strong and reputable business. I use Juice Plus every day, and I've been so impressed with the difference it's made in my own life that I want to share Juice Plus with you visit reinventionstudiolab.com slash health and click on the juice plus link. You can learn more and you can order your own fruits and vegetables in a capsule because guys, you can't eat 30 servings of vegetables a day as your doctor would recommend because how can you do that? Seriously, juice plus will help you bridge the gap between the foods that you should be eating and the foods that you actually can't eat. Again, visit reinventionistudiolab.com slash health and click on the Juice Plus link.